This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 44 of Horsemanship Radio, brought to you by Index Fund Advisors, IFA.com. Horsemanship Radio is a part of the family of the Horse Radio Network. And today, what we have today is all about the nature of the horse and how we're we're just actually swimming upstream to think that we can change 50 million years of development with 6,000 short years of training and taking that out of the horse. This is Debbie Lauks, and you're listening to the Horsemanship Radio. Thank you for joining us today. Horsemanship Radio airs on the 15th and the 30th of the month, and I have my producer, Glenn, with me today. Hi, Glenn. Hey, Debbie. It's good hey, to talk I to bet you. You're ex- yeah, it's good to talk to you, too. I bet you're, you're hearing a lot about Jamie Jennings and your co-host being out here at Flag is at Farms in Solving. Yeah, she's been doing the morning show. She's my co-host on Horses in the Morning, and she's been doing the morning show from there. Uh, and, you know, it has to be hard for her to spend all day outside with you guys doing the training and everything. And then i assuming there's no drinking at night and then uh, having to wake up early in the morning, which is really yeah. early out there. She probably has to get up around five to do the mm-hmm. show with us live in the morning. So I'm assuming she's pretty tired by the fourth day here. She, I think she's a kid at camp. Yep. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much all day, all night. And she's got her two horses here, too. So she's been riding in the morning. As far as I know, she's ridden in the morning. And I know she rides in the in the evening after the class is, is over, wow. too. She's in so, horse heaven, I'm sure. She is. She's got... I'm so excited that she's there doing that. And we've started to hear from listeners who are very excited that she's there doing that, too. There was one in particular, too. I sent you an email. And I don't even know if we're allowed to talk about this, but I'm going to make an executive decision and say yes. So I apologize. Oh, good, to the... good, Do you good. have it there? I would love to read it to everybody. It's just amazing. It's from Linda. And it says, good morning, Hit'em. That's Horses in the Morning. Yes, I am so addicted to your show. You are so much fun and always love Jamie. That girl, as Glenn calls her. Way to go, Jim- Jamie, for going to Flag Us Up Farms. It just keeps getting better, more educational, and mind-blowing to spend time there. So glad to see you are there for more than a couple of days as there's so much to learn and retain. Muscle and brain memory. And yes, Monty must be part horse and we all know he is at least half horse and so he's that was me and he is so incredibly in tune with the equus language i attended the intro course she says and after almost 30 years with horses what i learned was amazing and more than that it showed me why horses react and do what they do we never used any strong arm methods on our horses and always had good results but monty's education Monty's education that is available to us just takes horsemanship to a whole new level. Again, congrats to Jamie. Your enthusiasm is infectious and word will spread. Glenn, please make the trip to Flag is Up Farms (laughs) soon. You have to be there to get the full impact of Monty's work. Um, And you have a huge listener audience. You're fun and influential in the horse world. We need people like you, Jennifer and Jamie. Keep smiling. Sincerely, Linda. All right. Did we fool her? Uh, wow, I know. <laughs> she must have just listened to one show. Yeah, that no, was it. <laughs> so sweet. No, that is, that so is very thank nice. Thank you for sharing that with us, too, so that I could say thank and you. And right after this show today, we're actually going to work out the time that Jennifer and I are going to come over uh, in the fall. We're making a trip out to see Jamie in Arizona, and we're going to come out and we're going to see Flag is Up Farm. But I want to even add to that and try and uh, do the schedule that we can do the morning show, that we can do the morning show from Flag is Up Farm. Yeah. So. Uh, so I, that's what I want to talk to you about after the show today. Okay. All right. Let's but you have a bunch of girls coming in and we're, we got a kind of little bit of a different show today. So tell everybody what's coming up right after we hear from IFA.com. Hi, I'm Mark Hebner, president of Index Fund Advisors and proud owner of Monty Roberts, Willing Partners graduate. He's a sugar bear. <laughs> you know, investment portfolios are a lot like horses. You need to find one that best suits you, your temperament, and your stage of life. Some people might like an energetic horse and an aggressive investment portfolio, while others are more comfortable with a gentle ride and a more conservative investment portfolio. The trick is to find the one that's right for you. That's what Index Fund Advisors is all about, matching people with portfolios. 
risk-appropriate, low-cost, and globally diversified investment portfolios. You can find the right portfolio for you by taking the Risk Capacity Survey at ifa.com. That's IFA as an index fund advisors. Or you can call us toll-free at 888-643-3133. That's 888-643-3133. We all hear about omega-3 and how important it is for your horse's nutrition, but why? Well, simply put, horses were created to get all of their nutrition from live natural grasses. Omega-3 is an essential fat found in many types of live grasses, and it's critical to the horse's health. If they were living on live grasses 24-7, they would be receiving enough omega-3. But in today's world, most horses are fed commercial feed and forage as their primary nutrition, and most of these are lacking in omega-3. That's where Omega Fields comes in. All of Omega Fields' flax-based products provide a balanced essential profile of Omega-369 and may be helpful in alleviating problems related to skin, coat, hoof, joint, and sand colic. One of Omega Fields' terrific products is Omega Horseshine. Omega Horseshine is an Omega-3 stabilized ground flaxseed supplement for horses to help maintain a shiny, healthy coat, strong, solid hooves, and top performance for horses in all life stages. Omega Fields provides the best human-grade, non-GMO ground flax that can help horses with dry, scaly, itchy skin, joint pain and inflammation, poor hoof growth, allergies, and more. Don't just listen to Debbie and I. Alexandra, a customer of Omega Fields, says any horse I ever own, I will feed them Omega Horse Shine, and I will recommend it to anyone. You can get your Omega Horse Shine today at OmegaFields.com, or just for our listeners, get 15% off using the coupon code MONTY2015. All one word, it's MONTY2015 for 15% off your next order at OmegaFields.com. That's OmegaFields.com. Today, we have a special show. We are broadcasting from Flag is Up Farms. I'm upstairs in the office where we get the best internet speed. <laughs> Note to that. And uh, we have some special ladies. We have Denise Heinlein, who's the head instructor at the Monty Roberts International Learning Center. We have a newly minted certified instructor. It doesn't mean she's not experienced, though. She's been working at years in the Monty Roberts concepts. Um, she's young, and she's from Las Vegas. Her name is Caitlin Eddy. And we have Jamie Jennings, the co-host of the Horses in the Morning uh, radio show on the Horse Radio Network, who happens to be a student of the Gentling Wild Horses course that we have going on right now. And I want to get right into the conversation we had coming out of the classroom and the Gentling Pen today about the history of, of horses and their nature and then the history of horsemanship and training. Well, welcome. Glenn, we have a great show today because I'm really excited not only to have your co-host, Jamie Jennings, with us Woo-hoo. today. Woohoo! But Woo-hoo. we also have, yeah, and live, she's actually here. Um, and then we also have Denise Heinlein, who's the head instructor for the Monty Roberts International Learning Center. And we have uh, a brand new certified Monty Roberts instructor in Caitlin Eddy. And she is from Las Vegas. Am I saying your name right, Caitlin? You're so new. Yes. Yeah, you are. Great. Thank you. So Caitlin is, um, she just literally came in on Sunday to rejoin us. She's just got her certificate and went back home, packed up her horses and came back just in a short span. So we're really fortunate to have her. And Denise, I'm sure, is relieved to have her as extra hands. And this mm-hmm. is Denise Heinlein from, you'll, you'll know right away that she's originally from Germany, but she's living here on Flag is Up Farms now. Say hi for us. I say hello because that already always gives me away when I say hello. Then people tell me, oh, you're from Germany. And I wonder how they can tell it by one word, but apparently it's so... Even the hello. Even the hello. So by now, I hope I can say hello and you wonder where I'm from. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Nope. <laughs> Jamie says nope. Okay. Oh, well. But we've gotten really used to Denise's voice this week because we are, um, we're here to share a little bit about a course that Denise actually wrote the curriculum for and inspired us to take on about a year ago, I think it mm-hmm. was now that you said, you came to us and said, I'd like 
people to have access to this wonderful IFA GentLink facility that we have out here. And the fact that, um, you know, in Europe, it's not so easy to get uh, wild horses, non-domesticated horses that come out of wild settings, or even some of those that are um, have had a rough time with people, too, from some of the rescues. It's not so easy to gather them up and put them in a really good facility. So Denise said, why don't we... Why don't we put together a curriculum and a, and a short class? Well, it's actually two weeks. It's not that short. Class where people could come and learn about the concepts of gentling and give horses a, a nice start. So I'd like just because I have the founder right here and the person who inspires, I'd like you to describe a little bit about how that, that whole development helped, happened in your mind. Well, it did happen in my mind, of course, when I first got here and did my advance course uh, at the farm, I was really, really uh, impressed by the work we could do with those wild horses. And I did love the fact that they are so good teachers for uh, the human students because they tell you right away what you do wrong or in their eyes, which they cannot accept. And for us, we don't even think about it, like uh, quick movements or how our body position is or how we are breathing, if we are holding intention and all of these things. And uh, the wild horses, they kind of advance you in the way how you are dealing with then the normal domesticated horses. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, this was one, one thing I really wanted to expand because in the advanced courses, we teach a little bit about it, but um, like the main... Um, main focus is on starting young horses and we have the wild horses in that program too but in my opinion it was always too little mm. so i i thought it would be a fantastic uh, idea to have like a course just focusing on how those wild horses are learning and how quickly they learn if they haven't had any bad experience and how the uh, concepts are working like monty's uh, methods which the horses show us like right away. So it's so fantastic to, to see that they tell us it's like a good way to deal with them. And yeah, all together, I just thought it would be like interesting for other people too. So I'm glad that we are now here and we have the first course running, which is fantastic, I think. Yeah, it's amazing, really. It is amazing to watch that whole thing sprout from an idea and, and to have people from all over the world really joining us now, too, which is a lot of fun. And Caitlin, out of Las Vegas, that other country in the U.S., <laughs> um, Caitlin, tell us a little bit about your experience so far because you're coming right out of that advanced course where you're fortunate enough to to take on a project horse and, and work through that. Is, is that something that you grew up doing or is, is this all new and and fun for you um yes i actually love the mustangs and it's not as new for me as it is for others because i got my first mustang when i was 13 um and i adopted her from blm and i competed in the mustang makeover with her in 2008 um so i already had my feet wet a little bit working with wild horses um, and I agree with Denise. I love that they are the best teachers because they tell you everything, whether they like it or whether they don't. And the quicker you are to recognize um, what they're saying to you and to communicate back to them by meeting their needs, um, it's amazing how fast they can progress and uh, how much of a bond you can build with them. And once you have that, it's you can do anything with these horses. Wow, that's a statement right there because um, you're doing some competition. You've got your own Mustang. You've got a barrel racing horse. I, am I right? Yeah, my barrel horse isn't a Mustang, though. <laughs> no, no. I mean, separately, you've got a, a oh, Mustang. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah you've got a quarter horse barrel, barrel horse. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, great. No, and it's wonderful to have an instructor that comes out of the competitive world too. Uh, Denise is a is a fine rider, and and you've actually competed at high levels in Europe. Am I right? I was, um, yeah, not high levels, but I was uh, working for high level mm -hmm. trainers as a, a co worker for quite a while before I started to get into Monty's method. So for reining and working cow horse, so that was fun. I mean, I know. The high she can of, ride um, a horse. Yeah, she can really ride. And Dad told the story during the uh, Gentling Well this class about the first time he ever met Denise was watching her ride a bucking horse 
first to the right and then the bucking horse next to the left around and around the bin. And he thought, oh, this one's going to come off, but she didn't. And that's a great little introduction to, I want to know who that was right there. (laughs) And that's a great writer. So we've got, we've got some high end writers here. Plus now I want to hear from Jamie Jennings from the student perspective, who has also come out here now with your two horses. Jamie, tell us what it's looking like through the eyes of a student at the Gentling Wild Horses. Oh my gosh. You know, to perfectly try to put it in words, it is exhilarating. It's intimidating. It's interesting. It is exciting. Um, You know, just today, you know, you use the Gentling Wild Mustang shoots and you put them in these shoots and you develop a little bit of a relationship with them, trying to touch them. And and then at some point you get them out of the shoot and it's almost like it's such a different that you start over again almost, but it's, it, they have a little bit more trust. And just to be a part of it, just like Caitlin said, they tell you when you screw up. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I have screwed up, I think three times now, pretty wholesale. And Caitlin will be standing next to me and go, nope, too fast. I'm like, you think? <laughs> yeah, you just left. Uh, so being a part of this is something that is a, a dream come true for me to be, you know, I adopted a Mustang and I brought him with me, but I adopted him out of a prison training system where he had had 90 days with an inmate. So he wasn't totally wild. He's incredibly green, but not totally wild. So I had always wanted to work with an unhandled Mustang, but never really had the courage nor the knowledge to do something like that. And I feel like at the end of two weeks here, I will be armed with the ability and the knowledge to at least go start. And and now, um, because Caitlin's sitting here, I'm going to steal her phone number and I'll just call her with any questions I have forever. <laughs> yeah, good. You have a resource now too. So when you say you make mistakes, you know, I'm I'm thinking as a first time listener or somebody who says, I, I know how to start a horse. I mean, my my daddy did it, my granddaddy did it. What what do you what are you seeing as outside the box. What's different about this? And what are the mistakes that you're making that you think you may not have even been conscious of before this week? Well, Denise, correct me if I'm wrong, please. But if you, when we say that they tell you everything, if you go an inch too far with your hand or a hair too fast, they respond. Whether they respond with a little bit of a shot, you know, they get shy or they move away from you or they strike or they kick or whatever they do. Or they like uh, my big mistake yesterday was the person that was, I was holding the Mustang. I was holding what we call him skinny or Navajo. We're in argument over his name. Uh, I was holding him and the the guy who was going to touch him next to me and he was in the pin, but um, not in the shoot went a little too fast and he bolted really quickly and he he got away from me a little bit and I just feel like if I would you know, what I'm learning here is to how to respond to that and how to handle that right. and not make a mistake because here at flag is up what what the most important thing is safety and I'm right. learning how to safely handle these horses safe for them and safe for me That's and everybody around that's the trick, isn't it? It's about the timing because the horses are being completely honest. So it's it's up exactly. to us. And and I think this is one of the things that I the theme for today that I wanted to get into is what a little bit about what we spoke about in the classroom this morning is that so how long have horses been on earth? Like fifty million years. I think most people agree that, you know, given our, our dating system these days, let's say fifty million years. And how long did, did, this is the quiz for today, right? How long did uh, dad say today, Monty Roberts say today, that we've been domesticating horses or trying to train horses? Who knows? About 6,000 years. I was going to say that. Sorry, I gave it away. (laughs) Yeah, about 6,000 years. So are we crazy or what to think that, you know, even in 6,000 years, that we're going to be taking the nature out of the horse and make them kind of kowtow to us? But 
they do quite a bit, don't they? I mean, maybe Denise could explain a little bit about into pressure and how we train the riding horse to come off pressure and will we train them to do everything off pressure eventually because we're off pressure creatures. You, you, I don't know if we've ever talked about that together. Well, yes. I mean, basically, it's all about not only to know about this into pressure syndrome that horses have the natural respond wherever the pressure, if you have your hand leaning against their hip, they don't move naturally away from it they move into it so that's what we call the into pressure uh, syndrome here mm-hmm. in our school but all things to our responsibility is to understand what we are working with mm-hmm. so a ho- to understand a horse's natural behavior and uh, i think that is the the biggest part of everything even if we do like uh, the wild horse gentling course or any of the other courses we are teaching here, it's about to bring to the students how horses think and how they are reacting to different uh, ways. What you, uh, what was mentioned before is that, for example, for us, it, it makes no difference at all how we're going to approach. Yeah, We just want to go and touch the horse. But for the horse, it's such a difference if you are having even open fingers closed fingers if you look at them if your shoulders are slightly turned so like the body language is so extreme important for them and we as like people have to adapt 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 Uh to it and uh, like learn it and be aware of what we are actually telling them with our body so it is uh, a long process. It's like about how you would learn a foreign language. You can be uh, like saying hello and uh, where is the train station pretty quick, but uh, it takes a long time to have a fluent conversation and you have to practice, 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 practice mm-hmm. to be able to talk in any kind of dialect or like understand at least mm-hmm. the dialect. And I would say it's the same with like uh, understanding the horse language or behavior that you really need to study it. And it's not for some people, they're very talented. Mm -hmm. It goes very quick. And for other people, they really have to study hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I was watching Caitlin uh, coach a little bit with Jamie, who had mentioned that a few minutes ago. And Caitlin, you were giving her coaching, I think, based on what you're seeing as intent. Maybe you can talk to to us a little bit about intention in our bodies and how the horses read that and how you were correcting us in the gentling pen. Um, so horses are very good at reading intentions um, from each other and from us. And anybody who has seen um, nice horses around um, elderly people or children um, and, uh, really disabled people. Um, they, they are very different than the big man or woman who is just going to go out and I'm going to catch this horse and I'm going to ride this horse. Um, just the way we carry ourselves. And like Denise was saying, eye contact and, um, even breathing is so important. And, uh, people don't realize how important your breath can be, um, and how much it can change everything in your body and relax your muscles and, um, let all the negative energy out of you. Um, and a lot of times the hardest thing I think for, well, not the hardest, but, uh, definitely a challenge for everybody working with these wild horses in the beginning or young horses is the horse has high energy or is nervous and anxious. Um, and we tense up and we want to hold our breath because we are anticipating what's coming or if the horse is going to explode, we're trying to prepare for that and you forget to breathe, and then that usually makes everything even worse, where if you can just relax and take a deep breath, uh, it really helps your horse um, start breathing as well. Right. So, Jamie, have you been able to take some of these concepts and and actually go play with your horses and have a little play around? I am... I have entirely changed the way that I work around my horses because of Monty's concepts. I I became a member of the university in March and I adopted my horse at the, my Mustang at the end of February. So pretty much everything that I have done from the start of having this Mustang has been Monty's concepts. Now, while I've been here, I have my Mustang and I have sure learned a lot because 
I love your dad. He sees me having trouble and he, I mean, I'm here. He just comes over and helps me. And he's just so incredible to, to jump in and help me with, with my Mustang. But as far as all of the wild horse concepts, I swear I went out and brought my horses in from the pasture and I went in with the body language and breathing and really conscious of where my arms are going and all this. And these horses have been around me for quite some time, but I'm, I, I'm just, I think I'm respecting their language a little bit more. Oh, that's good. Does okay, that make sense? So respecting is a good word. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Be, once you begin to know that, that working with their nature is a lot easier than working against their nature, that, that becomes a really good word. I, I like that because, you know, it is kind of silly of us to think that we could start muscling around a thousand or 1200 pound animal and work against their nature. And, uh, you know, what I love about looking around this course or looking around a lot of the courses that Denise is putting on is that they're, they're 90 to 95% women. And we're not talking women that are going to win the shot put in the Olympics. We're talking about, you know, petite young ladies that um, are strong, but they're not necessarily going to arm wrestle a horse to get them to do something that they don't want to do. I I watched... You don't have to do that with this. That's what I I love about it. Exactly right. And I think that's what you're talking about is respecting that nature and they'll work with you. I watched uh, four or five horses being loaded on a trailer this morning. And I know that's one of Glenn's um, um, standing jokes about going to shows or equestrian centers is watching people. You know, it's not entertaining, really. It's frustrating. But watching people try to load their horses at the end of the day, there's always the one or two at the end of the day who are um, having trouble. And you can't really ask them to give you for help. I mean, you can't ask them if if they want help because, you know, by then they want to take your head off. (laughs) And, and if you do help them, you better get the horse on or they're really going to be, you know, mad at you. But, um, but tell, tell us a little bit about what you were doing and just working with the horse's nature and loading those horses this morning, what they were thinking about. Well, um, loading a horse is first of all, you need to be able like to really teach them how to come off pressure so because in that moment where they resist to go forward and you hold the line pressure just a little bit, it doesn't have to be like much. I can easily hold it with my, my hand. So there's not a lot of pressure we are talking about, but just the consistency of giving yeses and nos. Mm-hmm. So whenever they do something you like, you release the pressure and give them a head rub and like breathe out. And the most important thing is to control your own um intention so to not get frustrated because if you get frustrated there's almost no way to get them in Mm -hmm. because you have to keep a fair and a blank sheet of paper to explain them what you want Mm. so every step forward is uh, getting them a yes and a release of pressure and then what we do we work with long lines so even if they go backwards and they say they don't want to get in the trailer, I'm just staying there like totally neutral and letting them do the mistake, holding the pressure, but they will figure out that this is uncomfortable. And then they do that one step forward and there is the release of pressure again. And then I can give them the head rub. So okay. I try Getting to get the them idea. Yeah. Um, the idea what I want from them. Mm-hmm. And just like this extra two or uh, three minutes uh, to explain them what we want makes a whole difference most of the yeah, time. It, yeah, a lot of people will say, oh my gosh, you're so patient and you take all that amount of time. But imagine how long these people who never do take that time struggle the whole horse's life with trying to load them on the trail. And one important thing that you said is a long line. So Denise, I never see you go out with a, a difficult to load horse without a 30-foot long line in your hands. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah because you let those... The, the movement of the feet. Let's, Caitlin, tell me a little bit. I haven't talked to you about this before. Tell me about that, who controls the feet being an important issue, not only in loading, but in, in a lot of these things about releasing that um, untouched or the wild horses from the gate. This is an important part about who moves the feet controls the, the story for the day. Yeah, so the alpha mare of a herd will always have complete control of the whole herd's, not only the direction of where the feet go, but how fast the feet go. And it's such an important thing for the horse to understand that we can control their feet instead of them controlling our feet. Um, And it really sets up 
the relationship that um, will be the leader. And of course, we need to be the leader to keep us safe because we weigh 100 pounds and the horse weighs 1000 or more. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really need my horses to respect me and understand that if I ask them to do something, they need to do it um, now and exactly how I say to do it just to keep me or um, everybody I'm with safe. Um, And if you watch horses in a herd or in a group or even two horses together, um, the dominant horse, the leader horse can move the other horse exactly where they want it. Sometimes as easily as, you know, a look of an eye or um, pinning the ears or swishing the tail or anything like that. Um, And if the horse doesn't, if the other horse doesn't respond to her or respect what she is saying, then she will progress and get um, more serious with him until he understands. And chances are, even if it takes a kick or a bite or something to get that horse to move, um, the next time the alpha mare tells that horse to do something, he'll probably do it a lot quicker. If that answers your question, I don't know. It does. Yeah, of (laughs) course. So, I mean, I guess this might be a silly question, but Jamie, do you think like we should be alpha mares in our herd? I don't know. You'll have to ask my husband. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, uh, An alpha mare in my herd. I don't, I mean, I, I believe so. I need to be with my horses to keep myself and, and those around me safe for sure. Uh, but I'm just, I think I'm learning how to be the alpha mare in this course. Good. Okay. I think that's important. What do you think, Denise, on that? I think so too. Uh, definitely. Uh, we have to, like somebody needs to be in control. Mm-hmm. And since we are living in that world, what we did set, set up and we just expect our horses to understand what we have of crazy things yes, and environment right. there. So I think we, we need to be mm-hmm. the lead, but at the same time, we also need to meet the horse's needs. Mm-hmm. So there, yes, alpha mare, but also to like a good alpha mare will be a, having their herd or anything in mind. So it has nothing to do with like just... Uh, like ruling or leading it has to do to uh, to know what is important for the ones who are following you to be safe and happy so i think that is like important to add to it right so so we're in the san Inez valley and i know glenn and jen are going to come out and visit us i think in the fall and we've got jamie here too we've got lots of fun things to do jamie what do you look forward to to doing in the coming days. We're on a Thursday of a two-week course. You've got some things going on over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Tell us about your your lesson over the weekend. I thought you were going to ask me about your dad taking all of us to the pub on Saturday. <laughs> oh, well, we'll talk about that uh, after the show. <laughs> that was a given. That was- <laughs> What's it called? Maverick, Maverick Saloon. Yeah. Maverick <laughs> Saloon. That's yes. right. You um, can spit on the floor and drink to your till your till somebody better drive you home. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a fun place, Glenn. We'll we'll tell you about it later. Okay. Um, but no, tell us, tell us, I think, tell yeah. us about uh, your lesson. Yeah. I I I'm super excited. I brought my event horse here with me as well and he's learning his job as an event horse and we've competed a couple times and cross country schooled uh, several times, but I've always wanted to compete out here at a place called Shepherd Ranch, which is owned by an event rider named Bunny Sexton. And so I've never competed here, but I'm here and I'm four miles away from it. So I called Bunny and I scheduled a lesson. So I'm taking my thoroughbred uh, over with Bunny at Shepherd Ranch on Saturday morning and going to take a take a cross-country lesson with her and awesome. explore their course and see, I mean, just to ride out here in that manner and ride out here with, I mean, it just the most beautiful views and the weather here is perfect. It's just, I feel like it's going to be magical and I can't, I'm super excited about it. I also took that same thoroughbred on your racetrack yesterday. So he's having a, he's having a great time. (laughs) He's on vacation too, huh? Cause it's like 110 degrees back at home. So they must be feeling pretty good out here. 
Oh, he is there. I actually almost felt like I should have put a sheet on him last night because it got down to, I don't know, 55 wonderful. Oh, terrible. Oh, <laughs> gosh, he's freezing to death. I'm freezing. He must be cold. I know. You know, that's I mean, it's funny because Denise Heinlein is from Germany and I imagine you came from a cold part of Germany. Is that right? Yeah, I'm from the south of Germany. Sometimes we have quite cold weather. Quite cold weather. But she doesn't like the cold. This is what I love. This is what Denise and I really have in common is that I don't like the cold either. And so um, there, we've we've gotten some really great instructors here, mostly because of the weather, I think. No, <laughs> fortunate. Yeah. Fortunate to be. That. No, don't want that. But it is, it's a beautiful place to, to be and live. And, and you live right here. Oh, you actually live off the farm yeah, now. Live you lived farm, when you first yeah. came on, but it's, what, a few miles away? Or oh, yeah. Something. It's yeah. just close by, so it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been beautiful. We've had great weather, too. So I hope people are loving to come out for our course. It, it must be a little warm in Las Vegas right now, too, huh, Caitlin? Yes, I'm glad I'm not in that heat anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. They're all, all the deserts are, the desert rats are coming to us right now, you guys. Yes. <laughs> Crawling out of the desert. Well, thank you for joining us. I would love to have uh, some trainer's tips out of you all, so I'm going to have you back if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah? Great. Okay. Well, I mean, if there's there's some wrap-up after this course, too, we're going to have to do, you know, people are going to be dying to hear what you did in your second week if you did all of this in, what are we, three and a half days right now into the course. So we'll have you back to talk a little bit more about the follow-on, too, is how these horses turn out and where they go. And where do you imagine they might go, Denise? Well, I am about thinking to adopt that one little, <laughs> the one, the beauty one. Beauty. So did you did you uh, already mention that they maybe the listeners should already think about great names and then <gasps> we check. haven't said yeah, that. We do haven't tell us that. that idea. That's a good idea. I think Monty uh, wanted to have like a competition or a naming uh, competition for all those three Mustangs now, which we have here and adopted because we are still only calling them Skinny Beauty and Big Guy. So uh, that are not <laughs> really names. nice names. <laughs> Perfect names. <laughs> yeah. So and maybe they can already start and get creative and like uh, help so us thinking. to find the well, best describe names. Describe the three then and give people a little help of what they look like and and maybe a little bit about their background too. One's yeah. skinny, the one's beautiful, and one's big. <laughs> she she just did names. describe them. Yeah, we're done here. I yeah. guess we're gonna set uh, up some uh, pictures on on uh, the Monty Roberts Facebook yeah. site. And like have everybody uh, a be- the most beautiful pictures we can find, and then uh, like everybody mm-hmm. can have a look there. Okay, all right. If so, they're interested, so yeah, they came from the Ridgecrest um, BLM pens up there. Ridgecrest, California, is way up in the northeast. And uh, Caitlin, were you on that trip? Yes, I got yeah. to go along with Monty to pick them up. Tell us a little bit about that for a, a minute. Um, it was very exciting. Um, Monty wanted the horse to resemble shy boy so um, that we could relate them as shy boys, nephews or whatever you want to say. Um, so they're they're from about the same area. You know, the Mustangs over here from California, Nevada, they're um, all very similar looking and similar bloodlines. So um, these Mustangs, when we went, they had to be geldings, of course, no mares. And they had to be all bays um, with a little white on the feet and not much white on the face if just a little star um, and just kind of make it kind of look like Shy Boy as much as we could. But, yeah, that's what we were looking for. We didn't really base it on personality or anything like that. Yeah, right. You can't do much in those pins, really. It's hard to see much more than confirmation and a little bit of move around, right? Yeah, it's um it is interesting because they are um all shifted around with each other. So you can kinda see who are the stronger ones of the herd and like uh the thicker ones obviously <clears throat> get to eat the more hay and maybe push the smaller ones away from the food. So you can you can see a little glimpse of their personality by just watching them for a couple minutes. Poor skinny. Yeah, good. <laughs> Hence one is called skinny. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Well, <laughs> skinny, skinny is the most recent one off the range. Um, he had not been in the holding pen for very long before we picked him up, so that's probably why he was thinner. Yeah. So two of them, the other two, were actually raised in the pens, born in the pens, and were raised in the pens, not not uh, rounded up, right? 
Yeah, correct. Their their uh, moms must have been round up when they were pregnant, and then they were fold uh, after they were already caught by BLM. And could you tell a little bit? Is there a little bit of difference between that one that was surviving on the desert versus the the two that were in the pens? Um, all three of them have very different personalities. Um, so I wouldn't say that it's only because they were born in captivity that they're going to be one way or another because. The two that were born in captivity are still uh, very much different from each other. So I wouldn't label them like that personally. Yeah. Interesting. It'll be so fun to watch them kind of grow up. Is it that you're going to keep one here Mm -hmm. as Shy Boy's nephew or cousin or whatever? uh, Well, we're going to keep all three of them here for one year Mm -hmm. uh, because that is like the the setup how – they, it's a requirement yeah, of requirement, the BLM. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep all three of them here and like train them as further as or as much as we can and then find good homes for them for the other two. Mm, there and you whoever go. is the uh, the next owner of like one of the others. Oh, lucky owner. Jamie, don't think about it. You already have a Mustang now. Oh, don't worry. I, I've already realized <laughs> that I do have one empty spot in the trailer. So Ooh. <laughs> you know, I can fill that sucker up on the way home. <laughs> Well, you do. Uh, Denise is right. It is a requirement to uh, keep your adopted Mustangs for one year. And that's for good reason. They want people not to just flip these horses uh, off to the next. Uh, I'm off uh, the victim. hook. I mean, Woo-hoo! yeah, you can't do it for a year, but you can get in line. <laughs> I hope there's a line in a year for people that are um, looking at these horses because they're going to be amazing. Can you imagine all the wonderful hands that they will have gone through in a year's time here at the, at the Monty Roberts International Learning Center? They're also tree. We didn't even get to talk about, uh, Henny Minnie, the, the little donkey that was rescued, who just was a flight animal, like almost wings. She's really fast. And there's just such wonderful rescues here that they make adoptable here at the school. We're really we're really pleased to have Denise and Caitlin and, and the other and even and the advanced students are amazing that come through here. I don't know about you, Jamie, but I just watch all these wonderful horsemen that um, are certified and, you know, at advanced levels and say, wow, where have they been? They're just amazing horse people from all over the world. It, it makes me wish I was a little bit younger and a little bit past, uh, <laughs> you know, if I wasn't married, I didn't have a kid and I lived and I was 22, I would live here and I would there get certified. I would, if, if you have an opportunity to come out here and do a clinic or get certified, do it. It will change your life. I, I actually am thinking Debbie, you know, I brought my living quarters trailer and I'm staying on the property. And I think what I'm going to do is just never leave. Uh oh, Chad. I hope you're not listening. <laughs> he can come back. He can come back. There was room for him. There's okay, room. there you go. We really have changed her life. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not leaving. I didn't know. <laughs> if you could say just one thing that you'd like people to to take away from this interview and this course, what would it be, Caitlin? I'll say two things if that's okay. I can't pick between the two. <laughs> of course. Um. The first thing for this course, mostly, um, because I do have a passion for Mustangs, um, and people really get the wrong idea with Mustangs, and they think that they're stupid and uh, too crazy and dangerous, and they're really not. If you know how to handle them, um, I would pick my Mustang over any other horse any day, and um, so I just I would love for people to maybe go out and um, experience some things um, and they might change their mind about the Mustangs. And I don't, I'm not recommending to anybody to go buy yourself a Mustang because you need to be an experienced person to adopt a wild Mustang. Um, but just to not be so close minded about them um, because they really are amazing horses. And my other thing just for people um, to become that good horseman, to maybe down the road go adopt a wild Mustang from the BLM, would be to just get your hands on as many horses as possible and um, learn from each one because each horse will have something different to offer you. And the more horses you can work with and meet and um, learn from, the better horse person you'll be. Terrific. That's wonderful, Caitlin. Thank you. And and Denise? And I add to Caitlin's comment there, if you are open-minded and listen to your horse, because otherwise uh, they won't like uh, help you out much. You can have 
and uh, like work hundreds. And if you're not open minded to uh, see what they tell you, then those hundred horses are like just yeah. um, hundred horses as a number. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, I also I would like to say this course uh, because my personal uh, interest in horses is how much they change um like yourself if you are opening up for that uh, what they what they give us and what they um allow us to learn about ourselves to be like in control of your own emotions in control of your body like just be more aware um what like you are doing in that moment with a different um like creature mm -hmm. that's just uh, amazing and therefore i i thank those white horses our our horses who are helping us right now to what i think they do exactly at that moment with all those people out there so that, that's really nice yeah it's wonderful transformative it, it really is you can and what a privilege to be watching that too oh, yeah. and these people yeah wonderful and jamie Well, uh, I guess if I was to take the last four days and form something to tell you as a tip, uh, the thing that I have really had to learn coming out here is it's three things. Slow down, breathe, and listen. You know, listen to your horse. Listen to the surroundings. Listen to the people that are there to help you. Slow down, be an You know, take your time. We're in no hurry. The horse is not in a hurry. You listen to the horse. And I, for some reason, my gosh, I get around these guys and I hold my breath. And as soon as I breathe, they breathe. They relax. And it's really made a huge difference um, working with the wild mustangs in the chute. So those three things, slow down, breathe, and listen. Hi, I'm Monty Roberts, and I'm dedicated to training horses without pain. You can learn to do it, too on my Equus Online University. Western, English, the beginner, or the advanced rider. It doesn't matter. You can connect with other students online, too, on our forum. And there's a new lesson every week. It's a lifetime of learning for you on my Equus Online University at MontyRoberts.com. Well, great. Now she's going to stay there. Jamie's going to be living with you, and she'll she'll drop the radio show. I have to go find a new host, and it's all your fault. No, you you move out here too. So oh, actually, we're gonna... <laughs> I don't think that's going to. I think Jamie or Jennifer, my wife, kind of likes it here in Florida. So kind of just settling in there nicely, huh? <laughs> oh, you know, she'll start missing Chad, and she'll eventually. Yeah, go yeah. Back. This is only day four. <laughs> Wait till the end of the second week, and we'll see what she's saying. You know, uh... exactly. We're upping the bar every day. Anyway, yeah. it, get, it might get tougher here. But no, I'm I'm glad she's having fun. But she'll be missing Lucas and Chad. I, I put them on the plane personally yesterday. Oh, did you? I have to fly back. <laughs> You know, so that she could spend a little more time in the. In this the is her first camp. time away from the child, who is two over two years old now, and this is her first time away for any period of time at all. So, yeah, it, it's it, and he's right at that age too, where he is he is really close to her, and it was really cute because talk about focus on that girl. She, we're in this gentling pen, which is a pretty small pen, and it's got a ramp around it where we uh, Chad could um, put the baby carriage up there. You know, the little three wheeler that they have, and. Uh, And he could peek over, and she's focused on this. Uh, her not only the Mustang, but also her partner who's working with her. And um, she did not bat an eye when you hear this, "Mama, Mama, Mama, Mama." <laughs> I was like, "Uh oh!" <laughs> Started to escalate, but he he was great. He just couldn't believe she was in there with the Mustang. I'm sure that's what he was saying. That was it. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. Well, I'm it, so excited for them, and it sounds like they're having a wonderful time. Yeah, it's it is it's a wonderful experience, and we can't wait to have you out here to to uh, to see it. You know, it's different. Every month is different. Every activity uh, that we have at the school is a little different. So you'll have a different experience again, and maybe Jamie can come out and join you. It'd be fun. Very good. Well, I think we have to figure out where Monty goes after this. So it's time for Where in the World is Monty? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Where in the world is Monty Roberts? Monty is looking forward to meeting some new friends, two-legged and four-legged, August 1st and 2nd. At the Riding with Respect workshop coming straight up, August 3 through 7, the Monty Special Training at Flag is Up Farms, 
September 5, we have another night of inspiration with Monty and Pat at Flag is Up Farms. Those are fun. October 3 and 4, actually October 10 and 11, we have a weekend called the Wild Women's Weekend. <laughs> um, it's a new one for us, and it's going to be with my mom, and she, who is a sculptress and an equestrian. And, uh, you know, we're not telling you too much more about that. you got to sign up and find out, and you have to be a woman, I think. But no, no, no we don't. Um, it'd be funny if you weren't, though, actually. <laughs> and then <laughs> Dad will be, meantime, in England. He'll be October 10 at Bishop Burton College, October 17 at Myers Co. College, October 23 at Hartbury College, October 29 at Marestwood College, and October 31 at Ingleston uh, Country Club, which is up in Scotland. It's uh, We used to go to uh, the place where they have the big... Uh, what, Glen Eagles, right? Mm-hmm. The big golf club yes, there, and yep. they had an equestrian center, but they closed that, so we are now going to Eggleston Country Club. Because for a while there, with all those colleges, I thought, wow, do you have to be a college student to go? But no, <laughs> they just have beautiful equestrian centers there, and uh, they allow us to have a lot of seating and beautiful indoor buildings for that uh, fresh air that they have in England. Very good. Well, it sounds terrific. And, of course, you can see more about Monty's travels and everything going on at the university and and, uh, all the different parts of the Monty Roberts organization at MontyRoberts.com. You can also give them a call, 805-688-6288. And for details about today's show, go to HorsemanshipRadio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. And as always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Facebook.com slash Monty. Roberts and Twitter at twitter.com slash Monty underscore Roberts. And of course, to get the app for the Horse Radio Network, it's free and it's easy. Simplest way to listen to the shows. Just go to the iTunes or Android app store and search for Horse Radio Network. Yeah, and many thanks to our sponsors. We have IFA.com and Omega Fields and Monty Roberts Equus Online University. And be sure to visit all the other great shows on the Horse Radio Network at www. I did four again, I think. W-W dot. No, that <laughs> was two. two. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to put the www's in anymore. I know. Yeah, you, you know just, what? That's so nice. You don't need those right? anymore. No. Horseradionetwork.com. But until next time, have many happy horse hours. Cut there. <laughs> <laughs>